We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Bullshit, it looks to me like the best part of you ran down to cracking your mama's ass and ended up as a brown stain on the mattress. But why male models? You serious? I just told you that a moment ago. Hey! Here's Johnny. Ah! Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys, guys, guys! You're gonna need a bigger boat. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> in English, please. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Hello and welcome to. I was about to say funky films. I haven't been away for that long. Jeez Louise, you are listening to Unscripted, the film show here with Rachel. Um, Lewis is seeing the new Bond film tonight, which is really exciting. And yesterday he saw June, so he will be back to review that next week. Cecilia is on her way and we have a big show, a medium-sized show, little show. We're just going to find out, aren't we? So you're listening hopefully live on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM top station on your dial and if you're not you must be listening to the podcast in which case please do share it with your friends um do all those like subscribe all that sort of stuff that goes into that and um hopefully you have listened to our other programs Diz Down Under and Tangent City there was a, a recent Halloween type episode which was really entertaining um because I wasn't on it because yes I have stepped back a little bit from everything but I am still here I am still watching things occasionally um just taking taking a well-deserved um break and probably just popping in every now and again now. So, But there's heaps happening in the cinemas at the moment um, in Perth. Uh, you've got the British Film Festival that's going until the 1st of December. So there's heaps to check out there. Um, I'm going to be reviewing a film called Zola, which um, a few months back, uh, back when we're all still kind of a lot of states were quarantining and in Perth here we were quite safe, um, there was going to be a screening of this film. It was going to be due to be released much earlier, but then um, New South Wales and Victoria got locked down, so it, they um, they basically pushed back the release. So I've literally been waiting to see this movie for months and I finally got the opportunity to see it last night, so I'm looking forward to talking about that film. Um, on last week's show, Cecilia and Lewis were talking about the original Ghostbusters film, 1984 version, and I think they were actually talking about it on Tangent City, not unscripted. Um, but they were just wondering if it still held up, and it definitely does still hold up. And um, we have watched it in our household recently, and after because because Bryce is quite quite a fan of the the movie. Um, I introduced him to the the Ghostbusters film that came out a couple of years ago with uh, Melissa McCarthy and um, Leslie, oh, forgetting her surname now, um, Kate McKinnon and um, Kristen, Kristen, Christian, Christian. You know who I'm talking about from SNL. I'm terrible with names, which is, you know, people should be used to that by now. Um, 
but yeah, we we watched that, and after he watched that, he said it was better than the original. Um, that is his now his, his favourite Ghostbusters, and he was watching it again today uh, after school. So there you go. Um, looking forward to taking Bryce to the cinemas in January when when the new Ghostbusters films comes out because it is it does appear to be aimed at uh, younger viewers. Of course, it's got uh, one of the guys from from Stranger Things in there and it does seem to tell the story of um, Egon, uh, Egon's... Um, did I get that name right this, this week? Because a couple of weeks ago, I definitely got it wrong. Um, but anyway, um, his, his grandchildren, basically, um, and this town that seems to have... A lot of stuff going on, very similar to Buffy, where there's a hellmouth. There's some kind of ghosty thing happening there. Um, you've got, of course, Paul Rudd in it, so that's a great reason to go. But yeah, that'll be coming out um, soon, and uh, I will be taking Bryce to see that along with a bunch of other things. Um, so it is, uh, I think, something like forty four days till Christmas or something. Somebody told me it was it was forty seven on Monday days till Christmas or something. So we're coming up. It, it is coming up soon. And um, as a result, a lot of the streaming services have got, um, you know, your Christmas movies all getting popped up onto the screen. And I actually had a memory pop up onto my Facebook um, and it was of the Kristen. I always get her name wrong. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Hang on. Kristen Stewart. Thank you. Sorry, guys. I'm here. I'm late, but I'm here. <laughs> so that popped up on my um, on my memories today. So it was either la- uh, I think it was the year before 2019, probably that we saw that. But I heard you guys talking about that last week, and it's a great film if you've not seen it. So good. Um, yeah, so all the streaming services have got their Christmas movies up and running, which they is do. really exciting. Um, so I got to introduce Bryce to Elf. Oh, um, cute. <laughs> absolutely loved it. Um, and I haven't seen it all the way through ever, I don't think. I think I've seen it in bits and pieces. And because I've never been a big Will Farrell fan, I've never gone and sat down and made the decision to sit down and watch it. It's freaking hilarious. I can see why it's a classic. I don't think I've even seen it from start to finish. I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to uh, give that a go then. Well, I think I found it on Netflix from memory. Um, but yeah, or maybe Disney. I can't remember. It's somewhere. Search it. Excellent. <laughs> and um, yeah, he quite enjoyed it. And then we went out the next day. And of course, we walked past a shopping centre, a, a um, like a, a shirt selling place clothing store oh my god English <laughs> is not my second language what's wrong with me um and there was a shirt out the front of Elf and Bryce is like Elf so <laughs> yeah and now he's doing impersonations of um of Elf the bit where he drinks the entire big bottle of coke oh. and does that gigantic burp and he's like bah! so that's What's happening at our house oh dear. at the moment? Hopefully Bryce is not on his way to um, watching other Will Ferrell films because some of them are not great, are they? Not for his no, age group at not this for point his in age time, group. for sure. But, I mean, you know, I do seem to be introducing him to things that I think probably other parents wouldn't. You know, he's seen most of Edward Scissorhands twice. Wow. Once they get to, like, chasing him up the hill Frankenstein style, mm. I turn it off. Because it does, well, I mean, you know, 
someone gets stabbed. It does get a bit dark up there, it doesn't gets, it? It gets very, very dark. dark. <laughs> so um, it does get stabbed. I mean, I mean, it does. He does. Yeah. Anyway, so um, Bryce asked me because in Elf, um, Will Farrell's character Buddy is cutting up the you know paper to make like Christmassy themed things, and I'm like, oh look, it's like Edward Scissorhands, and Bryce is like, can you do that? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I've got no skills at all. <laughs> crafty, crafty skills. Uh, no, oh, I'm crafty, dear. but not crafty. Crafty, if that makes not sense. It. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not crafty at all. yeah, I'll, I'll, it'll be interesting to see what else I can introduce him to because. Um, we watched a bit of Beetlejuice the other day because it was on TV because of Halloween and then he wanted to watch it. So You can't it's ig- pretty ig- full ignore on. that, can you? I think Bryce is a pretty switched on kid, so I think that, you know, he could definitely watch things that maybe other kids can't. I don't think he's got a choice. I've kind of forced him into it. <laughs> His love of movies will mm. prevail, yes. which is fantastic. Well... Yeah, he he likes Tim Burton, which is making me happy because he's watched Good the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory thing a Good few times. Um, so I went through a few things that I'll be talking about today. Uh, I'll also be talking about Made, which is um, M-A-I-D, ah, Made, which is on Netflix. It's a limited series, so I don't know how long it's going to be on there, but um, I'll talk about that as well Heard today. things. Yeah, that. it's full on. Um, what have you got to talk to us about tonight? Well, I did go and see June last night, but oh, it's did. not officially out until December 2nd, so oh. I think we'll hold that. But I do have a film yep. called Zola. Uh, oh, that's the one which, I'm talking about tonight. Oh, brilliant! Well, we can we can share we can share thoughts about that film. Uh, yeah, brilliant. yeah. I've totally just been sitting here before I went on air. She's still got her Twitter handle open and available. <gasps> oh, I haven't so. even looked at the Twitter handle, but I'm I'm glad you've seen uh, it. Well, yeah, but I ha- it doesn't go back, so you can't really see the old stuff. But you can search it online and find some more information um but yeah we we can talk about that a little bit later on so you've got that to talk about that's it because i unfortunately did miss the uh, screening of james bond this week uh, oh that's today isn't uh, it well there was one monday and lewis uh, Lewis is attending the one tonight so he will be able to talk about that next week unfortunately uh my work commitments slash the film didn't quite meet up uh yeah it's also a very long film it's two hours 43 minutes no thanks i'm good Whoa, what a, like, what a commitment to make to a film. And yeah, we I all know think, how we feel about oh, commitments. We're not, not good about that. But, <laughs> you know, I was so excited for James Bond when I first heard the news. But I think because it's just been pushed back and back and back, the yeah. anticipation for me, it's just, it's not there anymore. And, and the excitement. The anticipation. It's just not there. It's gone. It's gone. I think I've just, it's lost. But uh, believe it or not, uh, I won't go into too much detail, but June, I really quite enjoyed it. It's uh, quite a long film too, not quite as long as uh, James Bond. But yeah, good. It's just the beginning as well. But uh, very epic feature. Have you, did you see the original back in the day? Well, Lewis asked me the same question and I said, no, I hadn't. But as I was watching the new Mm. version, there were parts of it that were very familiar to me. So Mm. I've seen bits and pieces. Right. uh, Particularly the, the wormy guy. Yeah, uh, that guy. He he looks familiar. <laughs> I've not seen it at all. Not read the books. Don't know anything. Wow. Whatsoever. 
It, it's so. a nice one to see on the big screen for sure. It's got oh, that yeah. real epic cinematography. The music's great. It's by Dennis, you know, Villainhall, who, um, you know, he, he's known for the, his big, big features. So mm. I'm oh. quite excited to talk about that one in uh, a few weeks anyway. But, uh, yeah. no, we've got some good things to talk about tonight, which is great. I know. I have to hurry up and see The Eternals. I haven't oh, seen that, which yes. Lewis talked about. I've not seen um, that. I think Spider-Man's coming out soon and I still haven't watched Black Widow or um, Loki. I just, there's just been other stuff. And I mean, I did did kind of step away from things because I was getting a bit overloaded with content. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. I didn't, that I makes did. perfect sense to me. There's too much. There's too much. Too I don't. Much. I don't know how people are going back and rewatching things. And you, you guys were talking about the Sopranos um, <laughs> film <laughs> last week. I'm like, I'm not even gonna. RSVP to that because I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if you guys saw it and said you didn't really need to see. I have never seen The Sopranos mm. ever. I can't remember if Lewis said he may. No, I don't think he had either. I no, think I'm pretty sure both of you said no. We're like, no. But we felt a little bit guilty because it's one of those things as a film and TV kind of buff. Yeah. You, you're supposed to have seen. A lot of people talk about how good it is. And it's like, what is it, six seasons? Yeah. So all great series mm-hmm. seem to just stop at six seasons. Um, so I've heard. Um <laughs> But um, yeah, so I would I would like to one day go back and watch that. But like Lewis said, there's there's just way too much content out there. How do you pick it? How do you choose I it? No, and to be honest, I'm not huge into the mob stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I find it all a bit too. No offense to people out there who are part of the mob, but a bit boring. Um, <laughs> But hey, anyway, you might get a hit put on you for saying that one. Oh well, I better figure out how to scrub that, um, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll edit that in post. <laughs> 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 You're funny. So last night I drove into um, Leaderville for the first time in a very long time. Um, I feel like it's changed since the last time I went there. There's like a big, huge building. It has, hasn't it? Yeah, a buildings popped up and well, what is that building? Is it? Know. I don't know if it's an office building or an apartment building or both. It looks quite officey from a certain angle. Yeah. It doesn't look overly. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'll, I'll investigate next time. I'm not, I'll just <laughs> knock on the doors and be like, "Hello." Yes. So, um, yeah, we saw Zola. You saw it a couple of weeks ago. I missed um, that particular preview, so I went to last night's early screening, and it's officially out next week, um, Thursday the 18th. If you're listening to the podcast, um, it might be a, a closer release than you think. Um, it's a very difficult movie to describe without giving key plot points away, um, but it start. It's based on tweets by a a stripper called Zola, and I think it happened in two thousand and fifteen. From memory, that sounds familiar. That sounds right. Um, yes. I can. I, oh, this one doesn't give me dates, but um, so. Oh. There's a um, a website called Don't Die Wondering and uh, this is where all of the tweets are. There was 148 of the t- these tweets and it, it starts off with an excuse my language. Y'all want to hear a story about why me and this bitch fell out. 
<laughs> that was a, such a good accent. No, I didn't even try properly. <laughs> so, yeah, it happened back in 2015, back when tweets were only 140 characters. And um, stripper Arzia Wells, who is better known by her followers and fans as Zola, uh, posted this 148-tweet thread um, to recount this story. And she says... Um, <laughs> In, in this, in her initial tweet, uh, I'll show you the picture in a second because I took a snapshot. Um, she said, uh, it's kind of a long story, but it's full of suspense. And that's kind of what happens in the movie. So there's a picture of the real Zola and um, I forget what the other chick's it's name is. Stephanie, isn't it? Stephanie. Stephanie. That's right. Um, so... Zola's working at a, a restaurant. She's a waitress and um, this chick comes in with who she calls her... Sh- well, in, in the tweets she calls her her sugar daddy but I can't remember what she said in the movies, in the movie but um, they get to talking and they realise they're both strippers. So, and they... There's a very, very fast friendship that occurs. They go out that night and they just click, you know, how you sometimes just click with people. And um, the next day they start uh, texting each other and um, Stephanie's like, oh, there's this thing down in Florida with me. I know a friend who's earned like $5,000 over the weekend doing some strips. Um, Do you want to come with me? And she's like, "Uh, yeah. So they take this massive long-ass journey. It's, it takes them like all day because they're coming from Detroit. Yeah. So yeah. Detroit to Florida, big trip. Um, and in the car is her um, her boyfriend who is kind of a simpleton but a lovable simpleton. I think his name's Derek. Uh, that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds right, yeah. And her um, in quotation marks roommate. <laughs> Roommate is is roommate. Yeah, in quotes. Yeah. So when they get down to Florida, things just go from weird to weirder to crazy to what the heck to like, (laughs) like you you really have to kind of see this movie to experience the journey. Um, I hate saying journey, but like you can't sort of describe this movie unless Mm. you're watching it. There's some really great techniques they've used in this film to make it um like the initial like when you have Zola narrating but not throughout the whole movie just bits and pieces and when she does narrate and it's like a direct quote from her tweet you'll hear the little uh noise when it gets tweeted (laughs) so which is really great it's a good little callback to the fact that it's based on tweets um and then because it takes place over the span of 48 hours, you also have the time and day popping up on the screen to kind of give you an idea of how things are tracking Mm. time-wise. And then the time goes away and it's the classic iPhone click noise when you close your iPhone. So I loved those little things. People might think they're a bit tacky. Um, I don't know. And it has kind of the feeling of an old... B-grade film, like, you know, Death Proof, you know, when they did yeah. Death Proof and Planet Terror? Yes. Because it even has, like, the um, the Roman numerals and the name on it, like, right at the top, kind of on, on top of the, uh, in, instead of being on black screen, yep. like, on top of the actual picture itself. Yeah. And then it does it at the end as well. And it's a very classic um, B-movie, uh, you know, back in the day when, when those sort of schlock horror type. Yes type films or, you know, 
the dirty films that the dirty were films. R-rated but not completely R-rated, <laughs> um, those kind of films were showing. So it is done in that kind of vein and it's really – there's parts of this that are so hilarious and there's other parts of that you're like, oh, my God, no, thank you. <laughs> um, but um, it's – I, I love halfway through, there's there's a bit halfway through where Stephanie's character comes back um, and it's her version of the story on Reddit and the way they retell her version of the story. So unfair. It's <laughs> so hilarious. Um, so very, very funny. They're clearly dismissing her truth to it uh, yeah, entirely, yeah. which yeah. is hilarious. But I love that as part of the film too. It just breaks yeah. it up a little bit in the middle. Yes. Just to have that thrown in there. And it kind of, it's a short movie. It's 127 minutes. And it, that is kind of the general length of those old B, B films, you mm-hmm. know, just short, I wouldn't say sweet, but short to the point, you know, it tells a story. It's a, a short story. It's not like a big dramatic well there's drama in it but you know like it's it gets to the point and it does it efficiently and effectively yes. which is fantastic and i love those weekend films where everything's kind of done within this uh-huh. you know, yes. time frame i love those short like time frame movies where it happens over a short time i love that it's it's like my jam and the pace feels like that too yes. you almost feel like you're living it out with them you're like okay what's going to happen next how's this going to unfold and, and there's some great little surprises in there cuz you don't know where things are going you kind of know things are going to escalate to a point yes but you just kind of don't know like Obviously, it starts off with a, you know, we fell out, things go haywire and like, how bad is this actually going to get? Yeah. Um, And I mean, just the last scene I particularly think is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to announce it on the radio because, you know, um, but I'll talk to you about it off air because it's just like, oh, well, that's just classic. That is. I didn't expect that though. No. it, It did kind of, it felt like it winded down just a tiny bit yeah and then bam something happens again so, yeah but I quite enjoy that it's that surprise element to the yeah. film which is so much fun but yeah no I, you don't know which direction this is going to take no. is it going to get really dark at one point like it, it mm. just has that uh yeah real surprise element to it from start to finish which is really enjoyable yeah and I mean it does say that the film is mostly accurate mm-hmm. so I don't I, I'm sure I will tonight go home and have a read of that little thing that is on um on the what did I call it the you need to know what was the website don't die wondering don't so die wondering. if if you just type into google um zola whole tweet um or whole tweet thread um you'll find that particular article and there's basically a snapshot that shows you the whole story it just kind of runs through it so Mm. i can't wait to get home and read that um to find out exactly which bits and pieces have been invented and whatnot zola as a person is still on twitter at the moment she has um she has a fans only page as well Mm. which if you're familiar with that um it's it's kind of uh sex sells type page yeah um but you you know you have to purchase the 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 um the videos and whatnot i'm not sure exactly how it all works but um it's a pay per view type situation um so and she's yeah she's still on there she's quite vocal she's she's got lots of um lots of tweets and she's absolutely gorgeous and she the person that they've hired to to play her uh taylor page she's a newcomer she looks 
strikingly like her. It's mm. it's a very accurate, um, you very know, very well cast. I very think. well cast, yeah. and you've got Stephanie played by Riley Keough, and um, she kind of. She rides under the radar for me. I kind of forget about her. And mm. I think the last thing I saw her in was, um, I think it's called The Devil All the Time. And it was on Netflix. And it was a very, very, very dark film with oh. Tom Holland in it. Um, and it took place in like West Virginia oh, it type also area. Has, uh, Robert Pattinson in it as well. Is that yes. that film? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a yeah, preacher. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I, I thought that film was really interesting. But Riley Keogh kind of plays. Um, kind of troubled white trash type characters yeah. uh, quite well. I'm sure she's not a white trash person herself. I don't know, but um, she she certainly does it very well. I enjoyed her performance in this film. I did too. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, the thing is there were parts of this film where I really felt sorry for her and I just felt like that's she's not got a fair um, lot in life mm-hmm. and, you know, you can see clearly that Zola's probably a lot more educated um, than Stephanie's had the privilege to be yeah. or, or she's just a lot more intelligent. I don't know. But they've kind of started out on the same path and diverged into different avenues and, um, yeah, it's really interesting to see where they both go. I um, am going to give this, uh, what did I give it, four unexpected tackle. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to score this also a four. Uh, four. Ooh, I'll try to think of something to give this. Four makeup bags. Very good. Four makeup bags. Mm. Well, um, yeah. We've only got two sponsors to play, so we can keep talking we can if keep we want. Talking. No, really loved Zola. I hope people go and see this film. Me it was too. quite funny. I watched it in uh, a, a quite a small setting, and I don't know if you experienced it the same no, way. We were in Cinema One, so big. Ah, uh, big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and there was a couple of elderly people on oh, one gosh. side to me, and then younger people on yep. on the other side. It was so interesting to see how Their reactions. Both, yeah, because <laughs> there's a, a particular scene, and I think you'll probably know the scene that I'm talking about where you know it, there's a bit of nudity yes and um there's a lot of nudity there's a lot of nudity and yeah just seeing how people reacted to that uh on the big screen uh it, it's it's quite funny well there was a couple who left the cinema I, I sat at the back so I could leave um as soon as it finished to to go and there was another couple who basically met me at the at the lights um and to cross the road and the lady pretended to walk onto the road like she was going to end her life because she <laughs> thought the movie was so bad. <laughs> and he's like, no, don't do it. Oh, um, dear. So it was interesting to hear, and they were an older couple, what their, what their thoughts take on it was. were. Mm. So, um, but I think it's just a really interesting story about a life that most people would have no idea about. And just based on a Twitter thread, which know. is so new age now because it's it's the first of its kind. I mean, when have we had a film I that's know. been based on a, a thread of, you know, tweets, which so is so fascinating. Cool. And I think this was, it kind of uh, garnered interest a few years ago because I know mm. James Franco was attached to wanting to Ugh, produce yuck, I this. I hate that guy. Yeah, at one point. And then I think there were some issues with, 
with him and some sexual misconduct yep. and he was pulled from the project. But, you know, we, and I think whoever's taken over has done a brilliant job and mm. I think that's great. But, yeah, just it, it's had a bit of traction and interest for some time. Yeah. So. But it's funny too because it just goes to show Twitter's been around for, for a while now. Yeah. And it doesn't feel that old. No, I, I basically, I'm still signed on with it, but I never tweet anything mm. and I don't even look at it anymore because it became very um, political and, you know, kind of nasty. Yeah. And I just felt like maybe Instagram was the one, the better scroller. Yeah. You know, um, so it's I don't p- look at it. It's pictures. Yes. And if you're not, if you look at the picture and you don't like it, you keep scrolling. Whereas yeah. t- tweets, you've got to read them. But yeah, I think t- you know, Twitter's really good for political mm. climate and, yeah. and things like that. So there's some really explicit pictures on on Twitter. Oh, yeah, Zola's particular um, her handle is is it underscore Moon or it's it's if you look for Zola the movie on Twitter, they've actually tagged her in it because oh, wow. I think what's happened is because of her popularity, a lot of other people have assumed her name oh. um, or versions of her name. So yes. um, you have to look, uh, it, it, go there and you'll be able to find her actual Twitter handle wow. um, properly. There so. you go. So who knows what we'll see in the future of film when it comes to our social media. I know. Although we've seen those other films like uh, Facebook and Friend. Yeah, uh, horror films where <laughs> yeah, and that one oh, I forget what it was called, um, but it had John. Um, oh, John Cho. Yes, was it? Is it Deborah Messing? Yeah, that yeah, film? yeah. Where it was all done on a computer screen, and it was I was expecting it to be terrible, and it was really good. I remember you really enjoying that film. Yeah, yeah. and then there was another one during lockdown last year. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, that's gonna kill me. But it's. <laughs> Um, but it had um, some guy from Stranger Things and he his job was like an, an Uber driver but for a version oh, of... yes. Like, uh, yep. f- yeah, but it wasn't uh, Uber. It was whatever version of that it was. And so everything was kind of done on his um, GoPro on his car and he was trying to make, um, yeah these crazy videos yeah so searching is the name of the film with john cho and they bait yeah it's all done in front of a computer uh, a thriller that plays out and they use social media Mm. news and all these hits and things like that and uh the other one that you're talking about i can't remember that either i know uh uber horror film let's see what we get with that search I'd have to probably search the dude uh, who's in... Spree. Spree. That's yep. right, because the car service is called Spree. Spree. Mm-hmm. And he picks up... I don't know what her character's name's in the movie, but uh, at the start he picks up um, Sashir, who's a comedian that's on um, Saturday Night Live. That's right. And um, Nicole Byer, that is her best friend. They are besties. They even have their own podcast together. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... Um, and he uh, also goes a on a bit of, of a spree, so it's yes. a double, double meaning. Yeah. <laughs> what do they call that? A, a double entendre? Is that uh, a, uh, a double entendre? Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. But I don't anyway. know if that, that relates to that at all. I don't know. It's n- normally sexual things are double entendre. Oh. <laughs> I've got to get my mind out of the gutter. 
Well, it's it's difficult. It's mine's there often. <laughs> my my colleague left yesterday. Um, she resigned after seven years. She's wow. um, moving on to to something different, working with her husband, and, and then going to do some studying. So it was a very sad day at my work yesterday. And I'm like, who is going to laugh at my ridiculous, dirty jokes? Aww. And you know, because not everybody gets my stupid jokes. I know. So work connections and work relationships mm-hmm. are one of a kind, aren't they? They are. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there's there's another lovely lady in the office and she gets my jokes a little bit, but uh, not quite like Miranda did. So it's it's I feel oh. the loss. Yesterday was a hard day for well, me. Well, hopefully her replacement oh, yes. uh, will Fingers be crossed. just as good. Make sure you're part of the screening process for Oh, hiring. I don't think that will be happening. And throw in a joke and if she gets it, then she's <laughs> hired or he's hired or yes, whoever. Yes, I'm not going to have the uh, the choice to, to pick the person, unfortunately, but, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Um, so you said you didn't have anything else much to talk about. Well, I mean, there's a few bits of pieces in terms of news that I suppose took my interest. Uh, there is a film that uh, Dave Grohl and his Foo Fighter bandmates are going to be... Uh, apparently it's already been made, so they've starred right. in it. It was filmed in secret. It also includes uh, cast members Whitney Cummings, who is a comedian. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, brilliant comedian. Actually. I know, she's so funny. <laughs> she's so funny. Uh, Leslie Grossman, who people will remember. Although there's two actors... Actresses called Leslie Grossman, and I always get them. Pretty sure there is. I'm thinking of the Leslie Grossman from uh, American Horror Story. I have a feeling there might be another. I could be wrong. Uh, it's got Will Forte uh, and a bunch of other people. But essentially, the story is about what happens when the legendary rock band, the Foo Fighters, rent a mansion to record their 10th album and things don't go to plan. Evil forces are in the house and, uh, yeah. Mm, so interesting. It, it sounds like a typical B-grade horror film, but I quite like the adding the band in there. I think that's quite cool. I um I had a brain fart in the earlier uh, part of the movie uh, show talking about the um the Ghostbusters film that came out, uh, and I cannot believe this. Uh, Leslie Jones is the Leslie, and it f- I find that incredibly ridiculous that I couldn't remember her name because um. I have two of those names in my own name, so <laughs> it's. I love that. Oh That's my brilliant. lord! And um, and Kristen Wiig is the other Kristen the other Wig. person whose name I couldn't remember. Have you ever seen Skeleton Twins with Kate Hudson? No, no, no. With um, oh, with Kristen Wiig and, and Bill um, yes, great film. You've seen it. It is. Yeah, I cannot find it for love nor money. Oh, because, uh, well, I probably have to pay for it. That's my problem. I don't like paying. I just hope that it's on streaming somewhere, and it's not currently. But I keep getting um on Facebook the video of them singing um the. Nothing's gonna stop us now. Yeah. Um, it keeps popping up. I'm like, I really, I need to see the movie, if not just for that little thing. Yeah, I remember watching it. It was when I was working at a, a video store. Oh, and yeah, it, it yeah. Come out and I rented it. So it might actually be a little bit difficult to track down. It is worth the buy, though, if you yeah. do come across it. It's quite dark, though. Yeah. It, it is a comedy, but it's quite dark, too. Yeah. Very bleak. Well, uh, speaking of dark, bleak comedies um uh, a couple of years ago last year or the year before uh, a film called king of staten island came out i think it was last year and it's got um pete davidson Davidson in it and it's it's really 
very, very loosely based on mm-hmm. his life. Um, so his father was a firefighter who died in 9-11 and in this particular film his father is a firefighter who died in a house fire um, and he's, since then his life has kind of gone downhill. I mean, it happened when he was seven mm-hmm. but, um, you know, he's kind of got nothing going for him and... So there's a lot of really depressing parts of this movie, but it's also a comedy because obviously Pete Davidson um, is in it. So, but yeah, I I found it, um, I think on Binge or something and I was so excited because I I missed it in the cinemas and every month I keep searching for it to see if it's on something (laughs) and finally it was on Binge and I got so excited and it was well worth the wait. It was really, really good. Oh, because it keeps coming. I've got Binge. I've Mm. got so many streaming services I know, tell me about it. And I've got Binge and it does pop up like movies recommended for you or, you know, popular or whatever it says on Binge and I keep going, oh. Do I it's do I watch so it? So I think I'm going to give it a it's go. It's so good. Oh. So yeah, these are sort of things that that's been happening. I'm watching old movies that I've missed. Yeah. So and that's the beauty as well of streaming services. I suppose we sometimes say you know it's it's always good to see movies at the cinemas when you can, and yeah. sometimes there's too much content on streaming services. But it is a good opportunity to catch up on things that you didn't get the opportunity to see. Yes. Sometimes they just pop up and you go, oh my gosh, that movie or. Uh-huh. It's, Which is good. So. It's it's uh, nice to catch up on things. It is nice to catch up on things and, and mm. even just watch some old old films. So, uh, But we are coming into the Christmas season too. So there's going to be lots of Christmas films. There I'm will be. quite excited about a film called Silent Night, which sounds to me like a Christmas horror. Oh, oh yeah. So it was well up your alley, it even though you're kind of getting is. over horrors a little I am, bit, but I you? feel like this could be a little bit of fun. It's got Kira Knightley in it, uh, and they've in, she stars as a wife, and she's got this husband, and they invite their close friends over for a family Christmas dinner uh, in their beautiful English country house. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, outside the world is facing impending doom. It's got a bit of a melancholia. Oh, right. Feel to it. So th- there's something happening outside. God, it's the not world. as depressing as Mancolia. Is it? Oh, no. I hope not. But um, I love that film in a really twisted way. It, it is. I think the concept and the premise of it, it's so. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting really dark. and dark and strange mm. and a lot of people do not like it. I, but it's a very. Um, uh, what do you call it? A. Um, you either love that director or you hate him. And to Lars be honest, Trier. yeah, to be honest, it's the only film of his that I like. <laughs> I don't like anything else he's done. Oh, do you know what? I've seen most of his films. The only one I haven't seen the whole way through because I fell asleep is The House That Jack Built, which is the one starring Matt Dillon. I think oh, it's his most recent film. Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching the start of that film and falling asleep and then waking up at the end of it. And <laughs> I'm like, what has happened since I fell asleep? Yeah, it's so, pretty Full on. And is he the one who did the Nymphomaniac double? Yeah, so he did yeah. uh, Antichrist, which is an incredibly full on film uh, with Willem yep. Dafoe. Not um, seen that one. Charlotte uh, Gainsbourg. Yes, who, his muse. His muse. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Nymphomaniac Volume 1 and 2, uh, which. Has it's, real sex in it. It does. Shia LaBeouf having real sex. It does. But uh, the ending of that, though, those two films is. is it's one of those, <sighs> it's a conversation starter. I don't even it's want to think really about it. I really didn't like it. Bizarre film. And uh, yeah, and it's just, he really takes you to another world. 
Lars von Trier. Whether you want to or not. Whether you want to or yeah, Very nihilistic as well. Very mm. dark. Um, yeah, melancholia is, is crazy. Uh, Antichrist, I think I could only ever watch that once. I've not been able to watch that again. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so streaming wise, the other thing that I watched. Sorry, I didn't cut you off, did I? No, no, no. We were talking about we're just vibing. Old, yeah, we're just vibing. vibing, catching up. Um, so other things that are on streaming that are depressing um, is made, and that's is in made like um, cleaning your house type yeah. made. So this is based on a a true story, another f- uh, series based on true story, and it is uh, about. I mean, they've changed quite a few things in it, um, but I'm trying to remember the lady's name who wrote it now. But because it was a few weeks ago that I watched it. But anyway, um, Alex is living in um, a bit of a dodgy situation with her partner um, and her daughter, who's three. Um, it's quite a. Um, it's. It, it's bordering on violent um, relationship. Mm. So in the middle of the night, she leaves with her daughter uh, and escapes the situation. But it's she lives in um, somewhere in, in Seattle type area. In not in Seattle, but in that kind of area. Um, and she's kind of she leaves with very little, uh, really, mm. and she ends up going to a um, like a Centrelink type place and the kind of hoops she has to jump through to try to um, get home, get money, get um, all this kind of support and she has to have a, a job and a pay slip to get homing and like this, it just goes on and on and on. Um, the amount of pressure to try to get uh, assistance really and she does stay in a women's refuge for a little bit but the the main crux of this story is that she starts working as a maid um, and uh, to, to support her and her daughter basically and it's a really really hard life and um, there's a lot of ups but mostly downs and she starts writing all of these stories about these different people that she cleans the houses for. Um, one particular person um, has quite a large story in within that story. Um, and it's so depressing. Oh. <laughs> it's so depressing. And, I mean, any film, any TV series or film that delves into domestic um, abuse is always going to be really tough. Mm. Um but it's it's very it, it it's way more pre- prevalent than we would like to admit to ourselves. Not just in America, obviously, but in Australia. And you would hope that um, I really hope that the situation here in Australia, in terms of getting assistance, is a lot easier. But I don't think it is, um, and that's really upsetting. Um, because on average, it takes a woman, and and by and large, it is in females who are, or people who identify as females who are in these situations. Um, but it does it does happen to to males as well, um, and and other relationships, of course. But um, by and large, it is it, it is the female population who are trying to escape 
with their children and there's other things going on. What if you've got a dog? Um, You know, it sounds ridiculous, but it is part of your family, your animal, and it takes on average seven times for a woman to leave completely. And unfortunately, each time it becomes more and more dangerous to the point that unfortunately the statistics for women who die because they have left their partner are astronomical. Mm. And um, it's not just violence, it's emotional abuse, it's financial abuse, it's it's there's a lot of different things going on there coercive control where they're gaslighting you uh, separating you from your family and your friends so that when things do happen she doesn't actually have an avenue to leave because they've made it impossible for them to leave they've put trackers on their cars on their phones um, they've removed bank accounts from them which is something that happened to Alex she had no bank account so because you know, her husband or partner was just in so much control and people say, why don't they leave? It's it's near impossible for them to leave. Yeah, it's not because they don't want to, it's because they can't. You know, financially they can't or like you say, they haven't got anywhere to go because they've been yeah. isolated for so long mm-hmm. and they've got complete control of your funds and fi- your finances. It's just, yeah, it, it's really insane. You know, where do you go in a situation like yeah. that? Yeah. And even when there are support services, the resources that they have are just so limited. They are and they depend on uh, donations mm-hmm. and so if if you are someone who would like to give donations, um, I would suggest um, most of my donations go to a women's refuge because it's it's nice to give it to the salvos and stuff like that but if if you're uh, female identifying and you have clothes or baby things that you can give away please do go online and research um, women's refuges in your area Um, you won't always get the information you need to drop them off because obviously it is um, they need to be highly secretive about (laughs) where they are but there are definitely ways of donating those things because some of these women leave with nothing Mm. and so they've got their child with them who also has nothing so um do think about that. I'm sorry to get on my soapbox and everything. But that's but the important thing about this TV show. It's obviously yeah. highlighting that in itself and I think that's really important. And mm. I've heard such good things about it. I've not watched it for myself but I think any TV show or film that can, you know, provoke conversation yeah. and, and talk about important issues, hey, good yeah. stuff. And it's got – so the main um, character, Alex, is played by Margaret Qualey, who is the daughter of Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell is also in this film playing her mother. Ah. So they look remarkably alike because they are related. So it's very interesting to watch their dynamic in the film because it's quite strained and, um, yeah, I, I, it's interesting to see that play out and it would have been – I think, difficult for them to to play out some of those scenarios that they have to go through. Um, But yes, we'll move on from that depressing thing and move on to something else momentarily. So the only other thing that I've been watching is the morning show um, or the morning wars. I forget what it's called in Australia because it's called one it's thing called here. It's called something different, isn't it? And one yeah. thing in America. I think it's called the morning wars here in Australia because we've got the morning show. Yes, I think that's right. Or it's yeah. the opposite or something like that. Yes. Yep. But it is on, uh, I want to say Apple. Yes. 
Okay. I'm pretty sure. I will do I get confused because I have so many streaming services. I know. We need one where we can just... <sighs> yes. Put, yeah. So it must... Yeah. So it's called The Morning Show in America. So it must be Morning Wars here yeah. in Australia. Yeah. Uh, and it is available to watch now on Apple TV. Yeah. Cool. So um, it's got Jennifer Aniston, um, Reese Witherspoon and Steve Carell. They're the three main characters. And I binged the first season. I have talked talked about it on this show previously um, and so now I'm having to wait for every episode to drop which is really difficult um, and then I left it for a couple of weeks and I had three in a row to watch and it was like great um, it's really really good um, that's all I can say just just watch it yeah it's cool oh do you I know like I it. actually did watch a film on streaming oh. I, I did I watched The Green Knight with Dev Patel in it the Green Knight. The Green Knight. Oh, that's a horror, isn't it's it? A, it's a medieval fantasy uh, directed oh. by David Lowry. You know David Lowry who did A Ghost Story, uh, oh, Pete's gosh. Dragon. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a departure in terms of film for him, but that's also available. Is it uh, though? Because, I mean, he just seems to do very diverse things. Pete's you know, Dragon, Ghost Story. Ghost Story. He's I mean, they diverse. are polar opposites, they aren't are, they? They are, but it is uh, based on a kind of medieval fantasy story. So if you like that kind of thing, I'm not going to go too much into the plot. I mean, it's it's really a King Arthur type story. Oh, yeah. Dev Patel is this kind of young knight called uh, Garween and he is at the court one day and this axe-wielding monster kind of shows up and challenges somebody to a to strike him once with an axe and then the condition is that that person must meet him a year later for the same challenge but on his own turf. I, I think it's based on this really old poem Oh, okay. Which has now been adapted, which is quite a challenge to adapt a poem from... I know, look at cats. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have to go there. How dare you? No, <laughs> I dislike the film. I do love the musical. But uh, at first it's Arthur who accepts the challenge, but then Gawain takes his place to, sh- you know, show people he's... He's pretty cool. And, yeah, he has to go on this one-year journey of self-discovery and face up to this, whack, you know, uh, wacko. <laughs> this <laughs> this wacko. wacko. This monster a year later. And that's where the journey kind of really takes off. But it's not your typical medieval fantasy. It's it's more a slow self-discovery. It doesn't have a lot of fighting slash action. So I guess if you're really into your Game of Thrones type, medieval mm. fantasy probably not the same yeah but if you do enjoy kind of the more fantasy element to, to something rather than the fighting mm. you might enjoy it's got these beautiful green tones throughout it yeah music's really good dev patel's great to watch so that's always a, a bonus as well but that's on amazon prime what uh, was it called green the green knight it is two hours long though so if you <laughs> I know, we always struggle with these really long films. But if you want a diverse mix of films, the British Film Festival is on and it is screening from now all the way through until December 1 at Windsor, Luna and Essex plus Luna Leaderville. You can visit the britishfilmfestival.com.au for more info. We have spoken over the course of the weeks about some Mm. films uh, that we've watched. There's uh, My Father and Me, which is a documentary. Mm. Uh, about know. a photographer. I haven't yeah, seen that one. Which Called, is interesting. Yep. It's it's a filmmaker whose dad was a prolific photographer mm. and he really f- photographs some more optimistic stuff 
from World War Two rather yeah. than the bleaker stuff. But him and his father didn't always see eye to eye on their creative uh, ventures. And I think this is a real cathartic process for mm. uh, this young man who I think I wrote his name down just so I... Yeah, Nick Bloomfield, the, the documentary filmmaker. Mm. He's done quite a few documentaries like Eileen, uh, Life of Death of a Serial Killer, Last Man Standing, uh, lots of... Really yeah, interesting documentary. I, ha- I have heard of his name. So yeah, yeah. we both um, talked about Boiling Point. Yes, which if you've worked yeah. um, at a restaurant, it was scarily accurate. Um, <laughs> I haven't, but I've worked in a side by side industry, so, so you do know that. a lot mm. of chefs. So get kind of get the vibe. I, I thoroughly loved that. Um, there was a film um, about Roald Dahl with Hugh Bonifil- Bonneville in it playing Royal Dahl and I don't know um, what's showing still and what's not but if that's still showing it would be a good one to sh- uh, to see yep. and I think it may be about his daughter getting ill um, she was well, ill with polio Olivia so I feel like yeah perhaps that was his daughter's name was it? yeah was because story? she did die of something because she didn't get a vaccine oh. so he was very very vocal yep. about why vaccines work it's so very timely yes very uh, timely. yes because his um, yeah because his daughter died of something that is now preventable so um, but of course you've got Timothy Sp- Spale has got like three movies showing in the British Film Festival. Um, There's a movie with Colin Firth. There's, um, you know, the wonderful Helen Mirren. It's it's all all your people that you're used to seeing. There's plenty to choose from um, documentaries and and features and everything. So do get yourself um, online to to go and see those films. Um, In the coming weeks, uh, there's a film coming out called The Rescue and it is by Academy Award winning filmmakers Elizabeth Chai um, Vasahila. Uh, I have practiced that and I've Vasa probably Hila. still ruined it. it. And good. Jimmy Chin, thank you for having a pronounceable name. <laughs> um, who knows, I've probably uh, pronounced that wrong too. Maybe it's Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy Chin. Um, but I can't even look at the picture that advertises this um this Does this story. give you a bit of anxiety, does it? Super anxiety. Are you a little bit scared of really close well, spaces? Maybe? I have... Um, a fear of open water. Oh, um, open water. Mm-hmm, mm. Or any kind of... Well, I'm okay in a pool. Yeah. Ocean, not so much. Um, so it is scary out and, there. <laughs> and then to have it... Uh, and it's not because of the jaws at all. It, it just simply <laughs> is because I don't have um, very good swimming skills mm-hmm. and I've almost drowned twice. Right. So that will do it. That will do it. <laughs> once as a baby, which I don't recall, but this is... My mum is uh, positive that this is the reason why... I have a phobia Wow! <laughs> because I almost died when I was one. So, um, yeah, it, it it's, tells the story of the, the rescue of the, the 12 boys um, who were trapped in that cave. Um, I can't even talk about it. I can tell. It freaks I me can out. Tell. It, it, it looks like a remarkable oh. documentary though because... I, yeah, is it, it a documentary or a film? <sighs> I feel like it's a doc. I've seen the the adverts. It's a it documentary. Is, it is a documentary. Yes, they get the people, the talking heads from yes. the the rescue come back. But there's also an enormous amount of footage that they must have captured during this mm. rescue that they've put together, and you actually see them when they 
get to the boys. Oh, you're making me want to vomit. I'm, um, I'm serious. We'll stop so talking. Oh but then you also see them. But the logistics of this mm-hmm. operation is phenomenal. It's epic. Because they had to get these boys from this part of the cave back to land when it was full of water. Yeah. And you can't just go, oh, okay, swim up. Like, it's not like that. No. And it freaks me out. The, the yeah. idea of just like running out of. We won't, air we won't talk about it because I can see it's giving you a bit of anxiety there. But I yeah. would, I'm going to definitely see this. And I think yes. we'll have to talk about it when, when you're not listening or <laughs> you'll have to switch off. I'll just off. skip through it through the um, um, podcast. But it is um, exclusively screening at Lunar Leaderville uh, from next week. Go on to their website and get a bit of more information and you can find out exactly when it is screening. Um, Quizzy is here to take over. If you are listening live on 107.9 FM Radio Fremantle, um, if you're not and you're listening to the podcast, maybe uh, one day on a Thursday, switch on. He plays some very awesome tunes. Yes, so absolutely. I actually, today, I was working from home and I was going through my records. Um, I got all of my records out and I've been going through them to make sure there's no scratches on them. So you were working. I know. I was listening home. to. I was listening to them. I could hear if they had a scratch on it, so I knew which ones had scratches. And anyway, it's a thing. Okay, um, we're going to get out of here, and um, we'll catch you. I'll catch you whenever, and Cecilia will probably catch you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.